Welcome to the Dudes on Movies podcast, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. And I'm your dude, Dave. And this is episode number one, where we will be discussing the 1997 film Boogie Nights. But first, let's get to know each other a little bit. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> this is not our first time in the podcast studio. No, it is not. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we had done something a couple years back with another friend of ours, um, and, you know, things got hit. Things got in the way, and uh, we weren't able to continue it. Um, well, I got about 20 episodes in, but it was a lot of fun. We had kind of like a, a you know, we just talked about things that, that people like, and yeah. uh, it was kind of all over the place, which was fun too. But this is more, this is a lot more uh, centered on one topic. Yeah, the last one was Giga Punch, if anyone had ever heard of that. Right. But uh, we had a website mm-hmm. and a podcast and all that jazz, and it was Crazy fun, but crazy hard work. Yes. And this is a little more relaxed here. This is just for fun, and it's just focused on movies instead of the entire universe. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Let me get a sip of Earl Grey here. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Picard would be proud. He sure would. So, this is the Dudes on Movie podcast, Mm -hmm. and we're basically going to take one movie each week and review it. Uh, We'll start out the episode uh, talking about a, a topic of the day or maybe discussing things we've watched recently, mm-hmm. just something like that for a little bit. And then we'll take a little break and then we'll come back and just talk about the movie for a while. And it should be a good time. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's get to know each other. Let's let the listeners get to know us. Cause I feel yep. like we got, we know each other pretty well. I think so. We've been friends for like 10 years now. Or yep, something like something that. Like that. Yep. Yeah. So I'll start, I guess my favorite movie I don't have a favorite movie because yeah. I have so many I like. I know. You know? Yeah. I like all genres. I'm very eclectic. You are. You know, I don't know. I like action movies, science fiction movies, dramas, comedies. Uh, my favorite, though, is probably like 80s action movies or cheesy <laughs> 80s crap. Uh-huh. I love it. I-, I do, too. I love it so yeah, much. I know. I know. The Karate Kid is probably my favorite movie. Yeah. Wow. And I wouldn't say that's cheesy. That's no, just 80s. It's 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 an artfully made film. It's yes. very good. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember you were on the Shawshank Redemption thing for a while. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my personal favorite movie is My Dinner with Andre. And, yes. Um, everybody knows that. And it's uh, just a, a, a well-known fact about me, I guess. And I, I talk about it. To everybody I know, anybody I get to know, and I recommend it to them, and they usually watch it and come away going, hey, that was a pretty good movie. So, right, as was the case with me. Yes, and it was. it's a great film. It truly I is. I love it. Yes. I need to watch it again. Right. You have to let me borrow it again. Okay, yeah, Sweet. no problem. Mm-hmm. So what, um, I guess I don't have anything else to say. No, I, I, I guess it's kind of, you know. Wow, it's only taking three minutes. Right? <laughs> cut this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that what we can do here maybe is uh, it's it's weird that it happened on our first episode, <laughs> um, but you know yesterday there was a bit of a tragedy when uh, Wes Craven unfortunately passed away, and um, you and I are both pretty big fans of most of his work, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be good to just maybe say a couple of uh, words about the things that we enjoyed about his filmography. Yeah, um, I mean, I. Uh a horror fan, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much as a, a lot of people. I'm not into the Fangora magazine or anything uh-huh. like that. But right. I love the horror genre, and I really like uh, thoughtful horror. Yeah. Not just stab, stab, blood, blood. Right. You know, something that really gets under your skin and right. scares you. Right. And he actually 
did that with a lot of his movies. I did. If you ask me, um, you know, you can't go wrong with Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Nope. I mean, it's considered a slasher, but what a psychological mindfuck. You know, <laughs> like, you can't sleep yeah. because he's going to kill you in your yeah, sleep. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. You got to have your friend with you or boyfriend with you uh, watching over you to make sure that, you know, you, mm-hmm. that if you get into trouble, you, you know, he can wake you up. Yep. And then, of course, he falls asleep himself. And, right. You know, because all he's thinking about is, is you know, uh, other stuff. Yes. And, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, that's great. And Scream, obviously, is one of his greater pictures considered by many. I, I'm going to say Scream is my favorite. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a great film. I didn't like the sequels too much. No. But the first one. Uh, one I really liked was uh, The People Under the Stairs. Yeah, that's I a good I love movie. that one. It's right. so messed up. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it really got to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and The Serpent in the Rainbow is very good. I, I recently rewatched The Serpent in the Rainbow, maybe a few months back. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was a really great movie. Yeah, and Bill Pullman was great. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's and it's such a an interesting um, setting and... Uh, uh, everything. I mean, I I I've only seen. I, I haven't seen very many movies about voodoo, but it's got to be the top one I can name. What about, uh, the mask. Oh, that's right. The Wait, mask. I don't was know if about, that's a voodoo uh, movie. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. No, that that was about. So, yeah, that's about like Loki or something. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Non voodoo film. The mask. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a terrible tragedy that he's gone. It is. He's been yeah. suffering for a while with brain cancer, I yes. believe. Yes. And uh, you know, eighty years old. Mm-hmm. Eighty years old. So rest in peace, Wes Craven. Right. Um, we will try to do a dedication to you come October when we do a bunch of horror movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead, take a f- first break here. This is the first break in show history. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back in a minute and we will discuss Boogie Nights. Folks, here on the Dudes on Movies podcast, it is time to do the movie of the week, Boogie Nights. Yes. And Dave, why don't you give us a quick synopsis for those who do not know? You got it. This is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's like second feature film, and it's about the uh, the rise and inevitable fall of porn star uh, Dirk Diggler. It's a it's a story everybody knows, and it's um. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just this movie about what can happen when you actually start to believe your own hype and, um, you know, believe that you're a movie star when you're really not. And, right. you know, um, and it's, of course, loosely based on the life of John Holmes, um, who everybody is also aware of, uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, a John Holmes, you know, <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah, John Holmes is also from Ohio. Uh, okay, yeah, that explains exactly. it. exactly. There it is. But um, but yeah. yeah, 
Um, and it's 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 also about uh, of course like finding um, f- finding like love where um, maybe love you wouldn't think it exists. Right, right, and not just um, boyfriend girlfriend love, right. but just friendship love, familial love, fitting in yes. family. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Definitely, I would totally agree on that. Yeah. Now, everyone listening, you could probably tell Dave knows a little too much about this movie. I do. You love this movie, right? I I am uh, such a uh, an unapologetic fan of this movie. I mean, I I've I I don't want to say I've seen it fifty times, but but it's 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 way up there. The number is high, whatever it is. I I, I I've just watched it, studied it, you know, like taken it apart, and yeah, I I, I know every. You know, I, I'm probably as familiar with this movie as Paul Thomas Anderson himself, and and wow. it's you know, I, I and I wish I'd made it. You know, <laughs> just steal the credit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I agree. This is a great film. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I've only seen it a small number of times. I think I've watched it three times. Okay. And one time with the commentary track on. Oh. So and it's good stuff. Uh, it is all the deleted scenes, everything you know. So it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And you know what? It's long. It's like two and a half hours, I think. It's yeah, it's 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 nearing on three. Yep. Yeah. And uh it doesn't feel like it at all. You do not feel the length of this no, movie. It flies by. It, it's it's the most it, it's the breeziest hundred and sixty minutes, yeah, you right. will ever have watching a movie. Exactly. You and know? that's a big part to the the way it's shot, I mm-hmm. think. And right. I mean it's just the overall thing yep. together. It's everything. It's the cast, it's the way it's shot, the direction, mm-hmm. cinematography everything yeah the script even the dialogue the the dialogue is uh well it's it's i guess you'd refer it to i mean like it, it feels improvised even though um any, anytime a movie feels improvised um it's because it, it took a lot of it, it there was a lot of rehearsal involved where, where the care where like the actors actually fleshed out everything mike lee uses that technique quite a bit um i don't think paul thomas anderson necessarily had everybody around for six weeks you know rehearsing all the the you know like coming up with their own, own dialogue but um robert altman was the guy who really started that in american films of like people talking in a scene while there's other people talking. So you don't like actually hear every word every, every everyone is saying. Um, and like you mentioned all the tracking shots and everything. Right. How, uh, well, of that course. That was we, off mic. It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll uh, get to that. Folks. Yeah, we will. Um, and, you know, speaking of which, uh, the opening of the film is, oh uh, is Scott's favorite shot, uh, which is. One of them. Yes. Uh, you know, we open on, on the, the boogie nights um, on the, on the marquee there at, hands down and we're in the San Fernando Valley we follow Jack Horner Burt Reynolds character's Cadillac um, into uh, Louis Guzman's nightclub where uh, we meet the entire cast in the first seven minutes when Paul Thomas Anderson uses a full mag to uh, to introduce us all to every one of his characters full mag I didn't even know that yep a full mag yep that's a whole reel basically exactly right yep. yeah yep crazy I don't know how many feet of film but you know yeah there it is a lot and uh there is a scene in the movie where they go through a full mag they sure do during uh the filming of the sex scene yes yes that's right that's right because dirk diggler is just that badass he he he, he is like such a good uh you know uh right uh swordsman i guess is is, (laughs) (laughs) that that he just can't you know like and and you know burt reynolds (laughs) just has to keep 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 the camera on him you know yeah right we're not even going to change angles. We're what? just going to watch him, you know, thrust away. It's like he said. Uh, he said, "What? Is, I got a quote. I got a feeling that underneath those jeans is something wonderful just waiting to get out. <laughs> Jack Horner. 
Jack Horner. Yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> and um, the Dirk character is so interesting. Like you said, he has the rise and the fall. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he goes from he looks like this humble kid, yeah. like seventeen years old. Yep. Trying to work a job in the nightclub because that's what he wants to be. Right. You know, he wants to be in that scene. Right. Uh, he wants to be a great, big, bright, shining star. A you know, big, as bright, he shining star. Yep. And uh, he's so humble at the beginning, and as he develops his ego, mm-hmm. you know, he becomes this cocky dickhead. You exactly. Know? And yep. Gets him in trouble, just like in all these movies, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know. Winds up falling down. I mean, yeah, like the overarching like sort of theme of the story has been told, obviously, you know, in many other, you know, in, in every medium, you know, right. like you said, rise and fall. Right. A guy, he starts out humble, becomes a star, gets cocky, you know, has the inevitable, you know, crash. Mm-hmm. But in, in this instance, um, it, what, I guess what makes this unique is that he... He never actually is the star that he believes he is. Right. You know, it's he, in his head. It's completely in his head. And even the people around him who are enabling his very dubious stardom, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, pro- I mean, they're, they're obviously as, uh, as deluded as he is. Oh, yeah. But probably more so because they're just like hangers on. I mean, like, uh, like a John C. Riley's, John C. Riley's character, character yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. We. We'll have to talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, it, it, to, to, to me, it's the finest performance in the film, in a film full of nothing but great roles. Um, Scotty J uh, is is my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, you, I love him. I feel so bad for him. Me too. You know? Yes. And I was thinking about it, and his character really isn't even essential to the movie oh it's not no you know, he just had he only has a handful of scenes really right he's in the background but he right. has a few scenes with uh mark Wahlberg, right and you know the likes uh-huh. and uh he ends up just kind of tagging on i know to to the dirt character you know because he's he's in love with him or infatuated with him oh or whatever, yeah uh, but, uh, over the moon for dirk yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh there's a great scene when he he kisses Dirk out by out in the driveway <laughs> because he bought a new car that looks exactly like Dirk's car because yes. he wants Dirk to like him. Yes. And then he's sitting in the seat saying he's a fucking idiot over and over <laughs> I'm again. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm God, a fucking it's idiot. It's great. It's I, I I mean like just watching him say that say I'm a fucking idiot over and over again. I could watch it all day. Mm-hmm. You know, even and he's he's getting more and more into it as he goes. I mean, he's he's getting deeper into his like uh you know, I guess malaise or whatever you want to call it. I mean, and he's really letting it happen to him, you know, like Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just being Scotty, you know? Well, he's a great actor, man. He truly is, yeah. Uh, what a loss. Yes, uh, terrible. Um, and actually, my favorite Scotty moment is um, it, it, the fucking idiot scene is is everybody's <laughs> favorite. But, like, uh, my, my actual personal favorite is when he first meets... Dirk uh-huh. when when he's not yet Dirk uh-huh. um, he just walks into one of Jack Horner's parties and uh, he like <laughs> the camera actually is like like does a, a you know kind of a it looks a, like a periscope exactly kind of, it, it right it blackens uh-huh. out towards the center yes. and it just zooms yes. in right on Dirk on a cross-legged Dirk <laughs> and he walks up to him and he has what I, I, I the most naturalistic um bit of bit of like acting i've ever seen an actor give it's it's as if it's as if he actually doesn't know what he's going to say before he says it even though it's all scripted um and he's just standing there going oh you know i work on the movies you know sometimes so i mean if you ever ah," you know (laughs) i love it god i love it and and you know 
God, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, what can you say about him? He's brilliant. Yeah, he's a great, great actor, great loss to everybody. Uh-huh. No doubt. We're talking about a lot of people dying on this episode, man. You got I know. Wes Craven. I know. You got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Exactly. It's it's filled with terrible cinematic loss. And speaking of uh, death, William H. Macy's character, Bill. Oh, boy. Um, this is another character I was thinking. He's not really essential to the story. No. But you know what? He's essential to the tone of the movie. Yes. He really sets it. Yes. Uh, especially because, well... Spoiler alert if you guys haven't already figured it out. But um the the tracking shot in the you know, at the end of the first act or whatever it is. Right. Uh at the nineteen seventy nine New Year's Eve party, he ends up, you know, killing himself. Yeah. And it's kinda saying, Oh, the seventies were great. Uh and here comes the eighties. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. And that's when everything starts to go to hell. Uh-huh. It's it's entirely symbolic of yes uh, of of the end of something and we all know what the end of it is like the end of of any kind of um, if, if there ever was a sexual innocence um, you know which there of course there was not there never was but like what we ever whatever we perceived as that kind of innocence that kind of like I guess naive, naivete or whatever um, it it's it all you know like just gets splattered against the wall when um, when little Bill does himself in. Because um, he's seen his wife, his porn star wife, uh, cuckold him one too many times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's... <laughs> Those scenes are so ridiculous. They are. Yeah. Yeah. He's not apathetic, but he's just defeated. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do anything about his wife fucking these other guys. Exactly. You know? Totally eviscerated by so it. So one day, he finally does something... Blows both of those people away, then uh-huh. blows himself away. Yep, because you know? that, that, that's his only move now. I mean, because he, he, if, if he gets a divorce, then he's still, he's still going to feel, like you said, completely defeated. Right, and um, his name, I mean, Little Bill, he's yeah. being belittled his, uh, yeah. the Co- whole oh, time. Completely, I know. It, it totally suits him. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that one, folks, off the top of the dome that right there. That was quite, de- you're right. Freestyling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd like to talk just real quick. One more about Little Bill is, is my other favorite Little Bill moment is when he's talking to uh, Kurt, Ricky Jay's character, in the driveway. Um, it's the second time we see his wife, uh, played by Nina Hartley, um, whose Twitter is very entertaining, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, she's all former uh, porno actress okay. uh, back in the '70s, and now she's like a uh, like a sort of a spokesman for like you know sex positive stuff. I didn't realize that. Yes. You know, he she she's doing that guy in the driveway of the party, and there's all, all those guys standing around watching. Yeah, and he comes in, and he's like, it, the the camera just puts a, a kind of a two shot on him and Ricky J, and they're talking about stuff, and and Ricky is like, is not concerned at all about what's what's going on right. down below, and right. and he's asking him about like like technical questions about tomorrow's shoot. He's saying, you know, like, well, I can send Rocky down, and we can we can pick up the, the this new lens, the, this, mm-hmm. and, and he's he's. Uh, Little Bill's trying to convey that, like, look, man, I, 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 my mind is not on tomorrow's shoot. You know, I, I, and right. And, and he actually has a flub in his dialogue. And I don't know if they, if they just, if it was scripted or if they just kept in William H. Macy's gaffe. But he says, my fucking wife has got an ass in her cock in the middle of the driveway, <laughs> Kurt. You know, that, those were his exact I words. I, I think I noticed that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, okay, did he just mess up the line? And, and if he did mess up the line, Ricky Jay is also a pretty amazing actor because he just went stone face when it happened. He he like didn't react to it. He didn't bust up. Um, he they just kept it in, which is which is you know kind of great. So great 
uh, once again, accolades to the entire cast. Amazing. The crew. Yes. The whole movie is fantastic. Everybody knew what good material they had, and they all stepped it up. You I've, know? I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about this movie. No, no. I really haven't. Exactly. And, mean, and if they did, I'd love to have words with them. Because, you can know, things, I'm sure. But, of course. Uh, if you find something, it is far outweighed exactly. by the greatness yes. that everything else is. Yes. I want to talk about Jack's character. Okay. Well, Jack is the character. Jack yes. Horner, he's the filmmaker. Right. Who gives uh, dark, Dirk, Dark. <laughs> <laughs> gives Dirk. Right. Dark Dirk yes. his start. <laughs> Darth Diggler. Darth Diggler. Ooh, man, the dark side. Yes. That's right. But uh he's the pornographer, he makes all the films. Um he's his story's kind of the industry's changing and he doesn't want to change. Correct. So it's really great to see uh Burt Reynolds in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh totally I believe this is the movie that really got him back into oh, the yeah. swing of things. 100%. Everyone's like, holy yep. shit. Yep. Burt's amazing. Yep. Was this before or after striptease? This was after striptease. After striptease. Yes. Okay, so maybe striptease was I guess what it, got him kind of pushed back in. Yeah, then, I mean he was making studio movies yeah, again. Um yeah. but like striptease like he's the only good part of striptease yeah so like this movie it's like okay a couple scenes i like yes but uh right we can talk about that later sure when we do our striptease episode (laughs) oh yeah i can't wait for that one exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um like and and bert and jack is you know usually in in situations like this when when this is happening in a movie or a book or whatever um like the audience or the you know is supposed to kind of even though they sympathize with with the guy's perspective, that they also are kind of are kind of leaning toward. Well, you got to move on. You got to you know like get with yeah. the times or whatever. And as the audience in this situation, you're when you realize like the the um, his motivations, you're you're actually much more with him. Um, They're very noble. Completely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he is a filmmaker right. and. And even the people who are in his movies, even though they're porno stars, um, like in the seventies, you could they could a person who was in porno could consider themselves a proper actor because they were acting right. in movies that were in a theater, just like the Don Cheadle's character, yes, uh, Buck. Buck Buck yep. Swope is is he? You know, yeah, he has that breakdown at the bank. I am an actor. You oh, know? and by the way, the guy who denies him the loan is the announcer on the studio version of Wayne's World. In Wayne's World, he sure is one. And party on guard! <laughs> it's that guy. Wayne's World. That's right. It's party time <laughs> and excellent. Now there's a movie we should do. Let's drop striptease and do Wayne's exactly, World. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's scratch that one down. <laughs> that is actually one of my favorite like shitty theme songs to it. To oh, a, it's is, so is great. The, the corporate Wayne's World theme is <laughs> the so corporate good. Wayne's World theme. <laughs> It's Friday. It's 11 (laughs) o'clock. But yeah, anyways, that's the guy who denies Buck his loan. Yes, yes. Mr. Swope, you're a pornographer. Your pronounced Algar, right? (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Wayne. That's enough bad impressions for me for the night. Okay. But anyways, there's a great scene going back to Jack and his struggle with the changing pornography industry. He's His big thing is he wants to make films. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to shoot videotape. Yes. And there's a scene where he finally goes and does videotape. Yeah. And uh, he's walking through this warehouse just full of videotapes. They're packing them. They're shipping them. They're editing. They're doing all this stuff. They're, they're making a buck, mm-hmm. you can tell. Yeah. And he just doesn't care. Nope. Because he's reduced himself to this, you know, 
inferior product. Uh huh. And he's making money, but that's not what he loves doing. Yeah. That's not why he's in the business. Right. I mean, of course he wants to make money. Right. But like you said, he's a filmmaker. He doesn't want to, you know, what if, you know, Steven Spielberg went out and started using videotape for all his stuff. I mean, that's kind of how Jack feels, you it's, know? It's unthinkable. To, right. Yeah. He, he just can't comprehend it. Nope. And just to see his character do that, and I don't think he ever kind of rebounds back. He's no. He's Kind of goes with it, right? And uh, even after, even at the end, when like he gets his stable back, like they're still right. going to shoot the rest of the the uh, uh, the Brock Lander series on video now, right? You know, it's it, all going to be on videotape, and um, the, it, it's it's very cheaply made, and it's and it's abundant in supply, and we right. can just shoot and shoot, and no problem, and you know, and it's going to look like his, his Jack's words, if it you know, it's going to look like shit, and it's going to you know sound like shit, and. Um, it and it, it must be shit, yep. you know, um, and, and my, you know, like that, that, that warehouse scene that you mentioned is, is a great indicator of his, of where his mind is at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, actually when he is having right before little Bill kills himself at the new year's Eve bash, um, is when he invites Floyd Gondoli. Right. They have that meeting. They have the meeting right. and, uh, the Colonel is in the background. Uh, and Robert Ridgely, the Colonel, by the way, is busting up out of focus like you, you can't is he? yeah he's he's laughing throughout the scene he <laughs> totally breaks character and uh when philip baker hall as floyd gondoli is talking about you know like how he wants to make a dollar and a cent in this business you know um and he likes butter in his ass and lollipops in his mouth and all that stuff <laughs> great dialogue man. it really is but like you know jack is telling him um he says, you know, you, you come into my house at my party and you bring amateurs with you who are not actors and you're going to we're going to shoot movies on videotape. Mm-hmm. You know, what the fuck are you talking? And it's like, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, Jack. Yeah. I mean, as tell film him. lovers, exactly. You, tell him. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this is not right. Right. I know film is expensive, but but it doesn't matter, man. It, it's like that's the reason you're in that particular medium is to shoot movies on film with a light bulb um mm-hmm. and and you know trying to, to capture images on it, on celluloid yep and you have a you have a script and it uh, as bad as it is sure i mean of course the the, the bad acting in this movie oh. the intentional bad porno acting they do in this is great it really it's it's the best i've ever seen of like people acting like bad actors oh yeah oh my god dirk and uh, amber wait Amber uh, Amber played, Waves, yeah, uh, by, um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, yeah, mm-hmm. great, fantastic. Just <laughs> that that scene when she looks at him and she goes, "This is a big cock." <laughs> it is so funny. It is so funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she like looks up at at him and says it. <laughs> and she's like, "When was the last time you've been with a woman?" He goes, "A long time." She goes, "That's terrible." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listeners, I hope you're not bothered by us laughing and just we're basically gushing about. Oh this. yeah, completely. We yeah. love this yeah, movie. Yeah, so. this this is a, an outstanding film. We won't always be doing movies that are this great, right? You know, or we might not have this much to say about it, and right. we might not just be rambling on about it. Right. You know. Um, but every now and then we're going to do something like this. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie deserves this kind of treatment. It and, does. You know. It does. And you know, this is how we feel about movies. Yep. And this is how we talk about movies. So uh-huh. this is how we talk. This is how you got to listen. That's right. You know? There's plenty of movies we'll do that we'll probably shit on sometimes, nope. and, and this isn't <laughs> exactly. one of them. You know, like striptease. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or we could do showgirls. Well, and showgirls. I know. I, I, we, no, we will because that's a secretly okay movie. It's a 
it's a Paul Verhoeven film, it, so it's it automatically kind of bad. Ex- yeah, sure, but it's good. Exactly, at but the but same like time. yeah, so <laughs> you know? it, it's got it's got like like undertones of mastery in it, and, and okay. you know, all right, yeah. yeah, we should plan on that. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, one more thing before we wrap this up. What do you think Jack Horner would think of the porn industry today? Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, of J- Jack, if he saw what was going on today, um, uh, he he would be outraged that there's no. I mean, f- first of all, the the medium itself, which is just nothing but it, it's it's all sex now. That there, there there are no. Well, that there are there are f- the the only feature. Porno features there are now are the one are like the parodies of oh, yeah, like you know like sitcoms exactly yeah um, and and those are are what he described in the first scene in the diner when he's talking to Eddie about becoming a porn star he says you know I've right. made I've made some movies myself that are a few laughs and everybody fucks their brains out and that's fine mm-hmm. um, that is what he's talking about. Like the, the these spoofs I mean y- you might get a chuckle at the Star Trek spoof. Um, <laughs> But but you're not there to to be entertained. You're you're not there to follow a story. You're, you're there to you know like right. do your thing and and be gone. Um, so no matter how entertaining they make that script, um, even if they even if they actually do have a good script, it's not going to matter because nobody's there to watch the movie. And I think that if if Jack saw what was going on, um, number one, they're still shooting on video, digital or no, it's still video. It's not film. 1080p. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 not that's not. You know, that's not Jack Horner's uh, Hollywood. No, that's not celluloid. No, no. You need sprocket holes and you need, you know, a light bulb. And that's that. And if he saw what was going on, yeah, he would either quit the business completely or he would just be weeping. Um, he'd be even more depressed than he is in that warehouse scene. He'd just be depressed at his MacBook. Uh, yes. That's, where... <laughs> that's right. <Yep. laughs> okay. Um well, I guess that about wraps it up. Unless you've had something else to say, Dave. I just wanted to say one other thing is that, like the um, the 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 well, we mentioned Nina Hartley as uh, as Little Bill's wife. Right. Um, she's not the only porno actor in the film. Um, Veronica Hart is also in the movie. She plays the judge at the child custody hearing. Okay. Um, she was also a technical advisor on the film. Her and Nina Hartley uh, both Jeremy were. Ron Jeremy was an advisor on the film. Ron Jeremy yeah. was also an advisor. Um, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't cast yeah, I didn't in the movie. See him. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, if it's not Ghostbusters, he's not, he's not, you know, showing up. So, uh, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, he, and, and I mean like, like I, I really appreciated how Paul Thomas Anderson like embraced like the porn world. He, he didn't make fun of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He, he, he was, he was totally like sort of empathetic with, with everything in that movie. And we haven't even mentioned most of the stuff that's in there. I mean, there's Rose roller girl story and there's, you know, yeah, I had uh, the biggest thing for roller girl, roller girl. Yeah. uh, Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Heather Graham's character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, John, I guess, I guess we, we should talk just a minute about John C. Riley. Okay. Um, he's great. He's, you know, he's skinny John C. Riley. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's lanky. Uh-huh. He sure is. <laughs> and, and he has like, he, he's the best, um, like, like, he's, he's like a one-upsman. Oh yeah. Yeah. He start, and, and this is the weird thing. He starts out as the one-upsman right. and then he becomes Dirk's lapdog. Right. Um, and, and then by the end when they have that. I mean the the last sequence of the film, which is which is based on the Wonderland murders of what John Holmes was involved in with the drug bust, um, and then when they go to Alfred Molina's house, and uh, you know he's in that bathrobe mm-hmm. and he's and he's singing to Rick Springfield yep. and he's letting and his his Chinese assistant is letting off firecrackers. Um, 
like I, you, you almost can't even watch that scene because it, it, the, the, there's so much tension there, and, yes. and and it's such white knuckle, you know, like like there, there's dread going on, and there's that one shot of of Mark Wahlberg's face that's just uninterrupted for about thirty seconds where he's just like. The sound is like yes. drowned out. Yes, and it's just mm-hmm. him, right? Looking into nothing. Looking into nothing, like staring through time. Right. Like, like what? What has this is where my life has gone to? You know, right. um, and 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 you, you, there, there's a sense of relief as the viewer the first time watching it when you go, okay, now I know that that, that I've I've been taken on this ride, and they're not gonna make they're not gonna dig any deeper. That this is where the nader is, and from here on, okay, there's gonna be some relief. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Again, great film. Yep. Fantastic. I highly recommend it to everybody. Dave, obviously you recommend it. I, I recommend it uh, to anybody who, you know, wants to see any, any a, a fan of any genre, see this movie if you haven't seen it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I mean, good God. Yeah, what, what, what are you doing? Exactly. What have you done with your life if you haven't seen Boogie Nights? Just go watch it right now. Yep. Um, okay, so we will wrap it up now. Thanks for listening to the show. It's the mm-hmm. first episode. Um, and if you like what you heard... Please uh, like and share and subscribe to us. Uh, we are Dudes on Movies. You can go to dudesonmovies.com. You can find us on iTunes. We'll be on Stitcher. SoundCloud is where we host the show. Uh, you can find us anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Yes, and uh, also we want to get you guys involved in the discussion, too. Um, so email us at dudesonmovies at gmail.com, or you can also hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Um, just look for dudes on movies, um, and we would like to have an interactive experience with every listener that we have. Because, um, and even even still, if, if if you if you can make a cogent argument that this movie we just talked about has any visible flaws, please tell us because <laughs> we'd love to hear them and we'd love to you know like like debate with you. Right, and we we will uh, bring it up on the show. We will, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. It'll be dropping on Wednesday, every Wednesday, a new episode, a new movie, and you know, more shenanigans. Shenanigans. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time we are going to be watching the 1988 classic Bloodsport, which I know Dave loves. It's yeah, almost and, as much. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it next <laughs> week. Uh, again, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. That does it here and. On behalf of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.